G'day and welcome to the Andrew Price Podcast. I'm excited to have a guest whom many of you will recognize. It is Clinton Jones. Clint is a YouTuber with almost a million subscribers, creating tutorials and explainer videos for Cinema 4D, Unreal Engine, and 3D in general. Before that, he was part of the Corridor channel reacting to VFX and creating short films that you may have already seen. Most recently though, he's created a series of community challenges that have gone viral, where thousands of artists create animations, and then Clint puts the best into a mega montage that is incredible to see if you haven't already. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Clint. Yo, what's up, Andrew? That was a solid intro, man. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, man? Good, good. Great. Yeah, it's been uh it's been a long time since we since we last met in LA, the pandemic. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you came down. I think we we did a podcast together uh when I was at Corridor and we talked uh-huh. about all things 3D and uh That's what's right. a diffuse map? What's a what's a specular map? Like all that yeah. stuff. It was good times. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we met up cuz then I you guys invited me to do the uh VFX artist react thing, which is like Oh, that's right. Okay, that that happened Such too. a cool yeah, series. Yeah, you came on for the Lego. We did Lego Movie. Yeah, Lego yeah. Movie, Interstellar, and Mist. I think it was. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that was fun. That's, That's such a cool, cool show. It's it's, a isn't it weird, show, like man. with YouTube, that like the stuff that takes the longest to create often doesn't get that many views, and then you're like, screw it, let's just throw on a camera, and then we'll just react to stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's what we yeah. want. <laughs> It is nuts. I think the backstory on that was like uh, Carmichael was there at, at, at this point, and like we were like, uh, we need a we need a video for like the corridor crew channel, right? Because there's two separate channels, and um, they were like, yeah, we gotta have a video. What the heck are we gonna do? And I think it was like Nick or something, or Carmichael, and he's like, why don't we just react to like some VFX <laughs> shots, some like janky ones? Because I think the Sonic that, the Sonic trailer came out right it was like yeah 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 that was it and it just like popped off and like dude they're on like i don't even know what episode they're on now (laughs) yeah like 60 something gosh yeah it sounds right it's incredible yeah yeah i like that it's like you're reacting but also you've done your research also before it starts so you also learn something it's not just like a bunch of dudes going like "Eh, it sucks yeah you know (laughs) which is which it could be um exactly exactly That's yeah. a, that was like some of the best time when I was there was like just oh today's a today's a react day. Awesome. We get to show up, <laughs> goof off, have a good time. And like it's always it's always like nerve wracking too because Nico and Ren and and Sam, like they put in the research, you know. And I'm like, shoot, I gotta do my I gotta do my research. Especially <laughs> Nico and Ren. Like Nico and Ren uh, really put in the research. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I gotta come to the table with like at least at least one thing that's well researched. Two, I'm feeling good, you know. Um, and then after that, you know, we get some Smash Bros in, then we go to lunch, and then we get some more Smash Bros in, and then you just kind of like wrap up the day with like the work. It's a great day, like react days are good days, yeah. Nice, nice. Oh man, so how how many years were you at Corridor? I was there. Why don't we start with like what were you doing pre Corridor? How did they find you, and yeah, how long were you there for? Shoot, man, okay, well, that just goes all the way back to how I met them. Um, so, oh, uh, I was living in Georgia going, I was in high school 
And I had discovered Andrew Kramer, After Effects Video God. Copilot, yep. Yeah. And um, I was just doing uh, just little VFX shots. I loved I loved it so much. Um, and at a certain point, I started posting a little bit more than just VFX shots on YouTube. I started posting like little shorts. You know, mm-hmm. some of it was a story with a story. I was like, God, I have a story if you want to go beyond just a VFX reel. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So at that time, Freddie was doing his thing. Freddie Wong, um, mm. who who later who later did Rocket Jump. And Freddie Wong was with Freddie and Brandon. And so they were doing cool stuff. I was a fan of them. I sent them a message on YouTube when there was a YouTube messaging system that <laughs> wasn't overloaded that he answered. And he was like, dude, your stuff is awesome. I was like, what? No, I'm saying your stuff is awesome. And he's like, oh, your stuff's awesome too. I'm like, what the heck? This is weird. <laughs> and so I came out there and like. Where, where were you living, sorry? I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, and okay. I so that, that's where you grew up, Atlanta, Georgia? Kind of. I, I grew up in Chino Hills, California. Um, oh, okay. So I was out and I was in California for 10 years, just outside of LA for like 10 years. And then my dad got a job in Georgia. So we moved okay. to Georgia. I was there for five yeah. years. This, this is happening in Georgia, right? So then I come back out. To visit Sam and Nico, Freddie, Brandon, Jimmy, like everyone. Um, I meet them for a and week. How, how old were you then, by the way? I, I mean, dude, I was probably like 18. Oh, wow. Fresh faced yeah. kid. Starstruck. Yeah. 19. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I came out and we just played games for like a week. Uh, I maybe helped them. I think I helped them with like a shoot. Uh, I think Sam and Nico were just starting their channel at that point. Oh, wow. Um, right. And then, you know, I went back and Freddie, like later, Freddie was just like, dude, just drop out of college. Come out here. Move out here. And like, let's just do this. And um, I was like, OK, I'm down to drop out because like I'm not learning crap at tech school. I'm going to tech school. I, I'm what, what, I'm is, like, what is tech school, by the way? What are you studying? <laughs> Digital media arts. The most like vague general term for like. Just gonna say that Computers. is fake digital media <laughs> arts. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um I'm like learning all the stuff. Like I'm taking Photoshop and After Effects and even C4D, and I'm like, I know more than they're teaching because I'm learning online myself, you know, through Andrew Kramer. Um, uh, you know, YouTube, I think, was out at that point. Yeah, YouTube was out at that point. Um, and like I told my dad, I was like, yo, uh I this guy, a random dude in LA, told me to drop out and and just go make films and shorts with him. And I think I'd shown him some Freddy stuff. He's like, "Oh yeah, Freddy's cool," but no, you're not going. No, <laughs> you gotta graduate. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, "What? God dang it! I get it. I get it." But <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So then I I talked to Mr. Mason, my After Effects teacher, who was like the one cool teacher who let me work on my YouTube stuff as a grade. Um, and, uh, he was like, you should go. What are you doing? You have the job. We're all here to get the job. You got the job before you got the degree. So just go. If you don't, the job doesn't work out. Just come back and finish college tech school, two years, two years. And this is not, nothing serious. <laughs> and, um, then my dad said, okay. He said, yeah. And so I packed my car full, all my, like all my airsoft guns, all my costumes, my cat. And we just freaking in two days, we got to, to LA and um, so that's how I met. That's how I met all of them, basically, during that time. Mm. Freddie, Brandon, Sam, Nico. 
Um, you know, I was there doing freelance, working on my YouTube channel for a couple of years. Then I worked at Rocket Jump for three years. Um, and then I didn't know that. Uh, so you worked at Freddie's company for three years. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at Rocket uh, Jump for three years. Right. That was awesome. Learned how yeah. to like. I le- I feel like I learned what it like. The bar was raised very high in terms of writing. You know, um, writing is the hardest part for me. Mm. Trying to write a story that. A well-written story is very difficult to do. Um, and, so I and, really and, learned and what anno- what what's annoying about it is like that's the bit that matters the most, right? Because yeah. <laughs> like you can put all the gloss that you want in the VFX, and yet if the audience doesn't connect with a character or feel there's a compelling motivation for their actions, then they're just going to go. You know, it, the number of views will be like nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> then it's just a long VFX reel. And yeah. Who cares about that? Yeah. So, did, so did, only... did you learn that? Did you read books or like how did how did you approach that? Storytelling. Yeah. Well, first was watching good movies. Uh, you know. And, and even even like before that, I was I, I wasn't even like a big cinema guy. I just love Jackie Chan movies, uh-huh. Bruce Lee movies. Um, but you know, my dad showed me some cool movies. Uh, some well-written movies and like I, I knew there's like a difference between like a Spielberg movie and like a I don't know a slapstick comedy but I also love slapstick comedy at the same time um so I was like okay so like this is what wow this is how a good movie feels like crazy how why how does it feel that way and um I'm just very curious I'm very interested in like I want to get better at storytelling at making movies I want to mm-hmm. direct movies that's what I want to do so and it's been like that for the longest time so I'm like digging into books. I, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever I got to do. There's a book story by Robert McKee. That's a good one. Dialogue oh, by good, Robert yep. McKee. It's a good one. Um, so those are just some examples. I'll, you know, save the cat is one that some people are like, yes, or like, no, but I read it still. Um, what else? Like, I think by doing it, by actually writing mm. and then editing the video, putting it out, and looking at it after some time has passed and being like, eh, didn't quite so hit the bar on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, I know, I know. Hey, this worked out, you know? Like, that was a good that was a good little little bit there. And just yep. continuing to study and look at my work. Yeah. And debrief the work and um, watching better movies. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging out with other people who are good at it, learning from them. So, yep. like, at Rocket Jump, Matt and, Matt and Will were like, Mm, those guys are amazing. Very, very good okay. writers. Um, how, how big was Rocket Jump, by the way, when you were there? How many employees? Oh, shoot. When I think when I... Uh, so when I when I first... So there's, there's a difference between like Freddie W and Rocket Jump. So Freddie W was the YouTube channel. It was just Freddie and Brandon. Plus like a couple, like there was a, some editors, like Ben Waller was there. And um, there's some like VFX guys. Henry was there from Minute Physics at the time. And like there... There was like a, a kind of a small group of people, but Freddie yeah. Brandon were the main guys. And then when Rocket Jump popped off, that was um, like season one of Video Game High School. Mm, and right. there was probably like 26 people, wow. 27 people there from like mm. zero to 26, 27. Right. And it was like, yeah, it, it was a lot. We got building and everything. Um, and over the over those three years, like we, we like upgraded the building too. Um, so it was like, it was a pretty big production. I mean, big in terms of like 
I don't know. It's not it's not like Intel. But twenty seven people Right, but from nothing, yeah. And especially like like pre YouTube really, in a way. It like YouTube today is completely different to how it was. You know. Oh hundred percent. Yeah. So that that, that's that's a pretty huge operation. Okay. So you were there for three years. Um Mm -hmm. what okay, what what led you to leave? And also I'm kinda curious what what happened to Rocket Jump? Oh, so Rocket Jump, we let's see. Um, we did D four hundred four. I think was the 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 last like big thing. Um, everyone's still doing stuff just individually, um, and I know that like Freddie has. He basically transitioned. Freddie transitioned to uh, uh, to a podcast. It's still okay. under the Rocket Jump name, I believe. Okay, um, but he's doing Dungeons and Daddies with uh it's like a D podcast that he does mm-hmm. with uh with matt arnold anthony birch uh will campos uh beth and there's there, maybe i'm forgetting one other person freddie of course um so that's like his main thing right now hmm. i also know that he um i don't know how much i can say what he's uh, his plans and what he's doing i'll let him i'll let him do that mm-hmm. um but yeah, you know, he's 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 actively doing stuff and like there's some big stuff coming along. So what led you? So you were there for three years and then how did you make the jump to Corridor or what, what did you do from there? So from there, I was like, all right, I got my YouTube channel and I'm going to start going back to my YouTube channel. I'd been working at Rocket Jump for three years and I'm like, you know what? It's time that I start posting on my own channel again. Mm-hmm. And I always felt I always felt like what if I just kept posting on my channel? You know, I took these three years off. What if I had posted? What if I kept posting? Um, so I like started to try and um, go freelance essentially. And it was a scary year because freelance was like, oh, it's working, it's working. And then by the time like January, December, January, February, March, it's like the, you know, the payment went down. And it was like, oh, shoot. It's like, oh, this is scary. This is difficult. I hadn't done it for more than a year. So I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was a freelance cycle of this, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Yeah. I was just seeing this. And I was uh-huh. like, ah, ah, terrifying, right. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Sam and Nico were like, yo, dude, what are you doing, man? Get over here. And I was like, ah, yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a no brainer like natural natural move for me. Got it. Got um, it. So you're looking so, for something stable, something to pay the bills, more regular income, and they're like, yeah, un- and come under our wing. <laughs> yeah, and to learn from, and to learn from, like yeah. I want to be able to le- like max out. And so my my v- so at Rocket Jump, my like story skills went up. At um at Corridor, my VFX skills went up. Mm, got it. Got and it. um, that's great. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, let's see. Um, and they were all my friends too. Mm-hmm. It's not just random people. It's like yes, every literally everyone here are all my friends. So it's like, yeah, that's what was a no brainer. Of course, yeah, I'll be there in, in like two seconds. Um, and yeah, we did you know about three years of that. Um, and it got to the point where like, there was a lot of there was a lot of things uh, that I enjoyed doing there. There were also things that like I enjoyed doing that I wasn't doing there, like longer form. Um, storytelling i really mm. wanted to do longer form storytelling so like i'm writing a feature a feature right now it's a, a feature long... you're yeah, writing yeah, a yeah, feature yeah. 90 minute yeah. feature. yeah 
Yeah, 90, 90. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's cow. very difficult. Yeah. But that's what I want to be doing. You know, it's like I want to direct action comedies, you know, and like I can I can do a lot of different. Well, not I can, but I mean, let's be positive. Yeah, I can. I can do. Um, <laughs> I want to do. I, I want to do a lot of different genres as well. And I think comedy has a mix of everything, it has a mix of drama. Like the comedies I enjoy, it has drama, even some scary moments, some like really serious moments, it has hilarious moments. And I just mm-hmm. like that comedy has everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the idea of like the more effort I put into something with the people I love also putting effort into something. And then in the end, we could have something to show for it that will last forever. Like that, that's what I want to do, you know? Right. I see. Got it. What, what sort of yeah. movies do you want to create? Like what's an example of like what inspires you? Oh boy, a uh, lot of stuff. I mean, I'd say I, I find inspiration from a lot of movies. Um, but when it comes to action comedy, I think Stephen Chow is the king. Jackie Chan is who's St- Stephen up. Chow? What what what's he done? Sorry, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yep, yep. Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> he did Shaolin Soccer. His like comedy sense is is unmatched. I think the the only person who comes close is Edgar Wright. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, he's like the British version of Stephen Chow. So like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so Scott Pilgrim is an incredible movie. I love. Yes, Scott that's Pilgrim. really good. Yes. Um, yep. Shaun of the Dead, like all that stuff. Hot Fuzz, you know. Um, visual. I thought comedy. Baby Driver was. Yeah, yeah. Visual, visual comedy, slapstick, um, kind of, kind of comedy. That's comedy to me. That that is universal. Mm, um, that's true. You know, you can, you can, you can just mute the movie but you can still love and laugh at what you're seeing. Yes. So yep. like Buster Keaton and Chaplin and all those guys, like Jackie Chan was inspired by those guys, you know, yep. which is why Jackie yep. is so good. And it's, he maxes it out. Yeah. Um, yep. So I just love action comedy, good action with good comedy, with heart and good characters um, with like, yeah, with a purpose and a, you know, so that's yeah. kind of what I'm looking at when when it comes to comedy. There's a lot of other great comedies too, like Dumb and Dumber is a freaking classic. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. What did I see recently that I thought was really funny? Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything. Did you watch one over. of the the VFX nominees at this Oscars? A Free Guy. That was a uh, action comedy. Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Wait, I did not watch that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was really. I don't know. It, it was definitely action comedy, a little bit of romance, lots of VFX, surprising amount of VFX actually. I yeah. heard that. I heard that was like really bad. Was that was that the one that was really bad? A VFX or the movie? No, the movie. The movie. No, I I watched it. I was actually planning to make a uh, a react video for the Oscar nominees. So I ended oh, up. Okay. I, I ended up researching everything over the last week. Oh, that's watched great. all the movies. Um, I sat down with my wife and watched Free Guy. My wife loved it. Um, I thought it was, you know, it was a, you know, pretty, the, the storyline, I'd give it a, you know, I could see it getting a 50% or something on Rotten Tomatoes, something yeah. like that. It's just yeah. fine. Is it just one of those movies? It's that just, just fine. Passes? It's just fine. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But for <laughs> something to like <laughs> silly to watch, like something lighthearted, Free Guy's all right. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah okay okay noted noted yeah (laughs) um yeah i always i always thought about like watching all the oscar movies every nominee i thought i thought like one of these days one of these years 
I'm just going to like do it. I'm just going to watch every single one because I, I yeah. should, you know, uh-huh. I'm trying to make uh-huh. movies. I should know what's going on, what what is being considered a award winning film. Yes. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm picky, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like Marvel movies. <clears throat> I don't really like movies, just passable movies. I'm like, I could watch a great yeah. movie. Exactly. I, I feel the same. And especially when there's like, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's, like, it's like a mass market movie. You know, like a lot of Marvel movies are kind of like that. It's yeah, like it's top 40. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, every, this, it's popular. Everyone's going to love this. You yes, know? exactly. And when, it, this when it appeals to everyone, down. it very rarely <laughs> hits your niche. The thing that would yeah. really like blow it out of the water for you. The only yeah. movie, although having said that, I felt like some of the Marvel movies were kind of more deep than others. Um, of course you know the the iron man 3 had like a deep element that i kind of liked this sort of like man who tried to do everything and kind of burned himself out Mm. uh yeah some 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 of it was kind of yeah it's relatable some of it was uh was good but you know i i know what you mean yeah 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 did you watch dune dune yeah oh yeah yeah love dune oh dune's great yeah dune was so good that I bought the book and I I'm a hundred pages away from finishing it. I've been oh I've yeah been I've read it as well for a long time. Yeah, yeah. After seeing the movie, like no before, yeah. Okay, but yeah, yeah it's it's really it good. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Denis, he's my favorite director right now. He really? is my all time favorite director right now. Yes, he's amazing. All yeah. the way back to Prisoners. I, I think he did something before that, but like, um, when it comes to dark drama. Uh-huh. He is number one right now. Mm. Um, Sicario is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, of course, Blade Runner 2049 was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else did he do? Um, he didn't do um, Leonardo trapped in the he... forest eaten by a bear. What's the name? Of that no, movie? no, no, no. That was that was um, the... What's the name of that movie. Alfonso? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what was the movie name? Damn it. Revenant. Revenant. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was a crazy movie. That was that a crazy was good. movie. <laughs> the VFX in that bear scene, that was incredible. That was, it was a bit, nuts. I was like, ooh, that is good. I remember, like, you remember the, I, this is what I remember. I don't remember if this actually happened, but the nostril steam on the um, Yes, the on the lens. Yeah. Yeah. As he's, like, breathing down. That was, it was see, like, so. The dust. The way it was filmed, it yeah, it was like right there, and you're just seeing like Leo's face as this bear is just like ripping into him, and then it yeah. like goes away and it gets distracted and then it comes back and and it was like oh man, it was it was gritty. It was almost like a like a GoPro kind of thing, but it was but it looked so real. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy that's a scene. Feat. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys got to mm-hmm. watch it if you haven't seen The Revenant. Check it out. It's a good movie. freaking nuts what what are some other movies that you were impressed by the vfx that you're like by the vfx that's innovative or the way that was filmed is is very very well done um all of my references are pretty old uh, that's that's fine district District (laughs) nine yeah that's true yep yep insane like it looks so real Mm -hmm. it they, they they really did themselves a solid when they just they just shot it they didn't mm. worry about the tracking they're like we'll, we'll track it 
we'll get the track. Don't worry about that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it, it felt real. It wasn't all locked off. It was like, mm-hmm. it felt like you were actually there with the guy. It felt very visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just looked photo real, the hot blasting sun on those, on those like uh, right. aliens. Cause it was shot in like, it was filmed 29, 2009. Was it maybe even a little bit oh. earlier? I so don't the, remember, but that sounds about right. The VFX was yeah, obviously, and it was low budget as well. So why mm-hmm. do you think? I mean, there's probably a VFX artist React movie we could <laughs> we could watch. But why do you think that District Nine was particularly like stands out as like, you know, a great VFX? Yeah. Um. I. I think. I think the fact that like. They're, they're interacting. Okay, so you have, from what I from what I believe, um, there is an actor playing the alien. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the so um, what's his name? <laughs> Charlotte Copley. He he was interacting with an actor in a in not even a mocap suit. I don't think. I okay. believe it was just. Your only reference for hand animation. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> um, and so he's interacting with a real person. There's uh-huh. an exchange between a real person and what will be a VFX alien, right? Okay. So that is huge. Um, the second thing I think is the lighting. They're just doing that super hot blast of the sun mm-hmm. um, with some, you know, probably some bounce light. It feels very natural. It's not mm-hmm. overly, it's not overly lit. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like a studio production. It just mm-hmm. feels like they're out there, and this is the light they have. And I'm sure they had like big old diffusion things, and they're, you know, they're shaping the light, but they're mm-hmm. not like simulating the light on a soundstage. Right. That's true. Yeah. It felt more in a similar way to the revenant because they didn't use any studio lighting for that either i think they just used natural light and bounce for the revenant um, the entire revenant which made it a nightmare to shoot because there was only like certain windows where they could actually like they had to wait an entire day for the next day to roll around so they could get that half hour yeah. window where they could shoot the shot you know <laughs> which is yeah. just sounds awful that's why so many it people does. quit on set <laughs> my my buddy was on set every day of that movie really and wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not so crazy yeah some good stories but like yeah it was confirmed it would be like okay you know we only shoot for we set up all day for like <laughs> this little ah, just ah, okay all right. That's, that's it. it. Oh my god, that must be so stressful. Like coming up to it. Yeah. If there was like a hardware failure right before it, you had all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Anyways. But that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, natural lighting. So, so natural lighting for District 9. That helped because it wasn't I think so. It wasn't studio lit, which I think is actually cuz I watched one of the other nominees for this Oscars was uh Shang-Chi. And oh, Shang-Chi, yep, solid. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was solid, except for the the ending. The, like the, that oh, the last dragon, dragon. battle scene on the water. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, it was all basically shot on like, um, it was shot on a sunny day, but then they shot it through, they, they put like huge diffusers up. Um, mm. So everyone, and then they just made it look like overcast. 
Um, and yeah, it didn't, it didn't work in my opinion. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the way it all sort of fit together at the end, they also added in heaps of fog between the characters and it just didn't look right. It was really messy. Like even my wife was like, this is, this is a mess. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, Marvel movies are tough. Um, because I'm, you know, like I said, I, I grew up on Jackie Chan. Uh-huh. when he's doing it he's doing it for real yeah you're watching yeah. a guy do this for real and you're like this is incredible mm, and yeah. then you compare it to like all right everything else is fake the only thing that's real is this person on a wire and a green screen and then yeah. everything else around them is like fake so this isn't happening yeah this isn't real yeah and it's like well yeah of course it's not real to movies it's like well have you seen movies where they do it for real? Do you know, like, there's a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. hits you differently. It feels different. Yeah. Um, Actually, Spider-Man, okay, Spider-Man No Way Home on, on the bridge scene, yeah. they, I think because of the pandemic, but they, they couldn't get as much shooting as they want. They did actually build which, a which, part of which the bridge. Scene? Which, uh, like the, which scene? It was in, like, the first bit of the movie, the, the bridge scene, where Dr. Rock comes out of the bridge and throws cars yeah. at Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was almost entirely CG. So if you look at the behind the scenes, there's a shot where it's just like uh, Tom Holland hanging onto this thing. He's in like a grain mocap suit or something. And then Dr. Rock. And then they, they do like the wipe of like <laughs> the only thing they yeah. left was the doc- the actor of Dr. Rock's face. And That's then, what I'm saying. And then they de-aged the face. So like <laughs> the entire frame was CG. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That's hilarious. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a different. I'm just like a stickler for like. I love. I love when movies do it for real, and like mm. that's why I'm so amped for Top Gun, uh, dude. I'm I, so I, amped I don't know movie. anything about it. Tell me about it. Top Gun. Well, okay. Here's what I know. Tom Cruise was like, "This ain't happening unless we do all of this for real." <laughs> um, and of course, there's some VFX in there. Um, of course, but like, dude, most of that movie. Um, when it comes to the jet scenes and flying cockpit stuff, they're up there and they're they're hitting those G forces and they're doing the maneuvers and no like way. they're filming real pilots doing that stuff. And like, I'm such a sucker for high intensity kind of stuff with like good sound design. Mm, um, that could be and, good. Oh yeah, for sure. When, like when when's for that example, coming out? Do you know? No one knows, dude. It's been oh like, really. That movie's that movie has been like trying to come out for years, and I'm just all I know is I'll be there at IMAX. Like I'm ready to get my ears blown out for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I was gonna say like I, haven't I seen like a trailer like a couple of years ago or a teaser or something with yeah. Tom Cruise talking about make sure you turn off the refresh rate on your TV or something, something like that. <laughs> but like <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So Tom. So okay. So Top Gun. I gotta check that out. That sounds good. If it I just love it out. when they do it real. It's like that's interesting. You know, You're a VFX artist who loves it when they do it for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. And then use VFX to make it look more real. Like do it for real with assistance, and then VFX out the assistance. Like ah, that. right. That's good. That's good. so. Yeah. So I was gonna say, when do you think VFX does it? Like when? When is? What What do you think has led to so much bad VFX? That's led audiences to say, "I hate CG." Is it cost saving? Is it is it cheaper 
to do it in post than it is it's to do safer. it for real? It's safer. Okay. Uh, it's probably cheaper. The logistics of like, like T2, right? T2, helicopter pilot going under the bridge. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if like they would allow that anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is Terminator 2. A helicopter goes under a bridge. I don't remember that. But okay. Dude, at the end. Oh, my God. The, the, oh, my God. T2. T2. <laughs> I gotta watch when that you, again. Okay. Oh my god. Talk about doing it for real. James Cameron. James Cameron mm. is the one. That's why he's the best. Yeah, he's a beast, isn't he? Yeah, like he does it, he does it for real. He does it masterfully. He's choosing the right shots for the right moments. His editing, like the pacing, the editing on point, the storytelling, the characters, the shots, the lighting. It's like I'm getting chills just talking about this. It's perfect. Dude, it is perfect. James Cameron is the huh. one. Yeah. I watch that again then. Okay. So yep. smart. Yeah. Titanic even, you know. Yeah. But okay, so yeah. your question of why why audiences are what, what was the question specifically? Again. Yeah, what 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 do you think has led to audiences to say they hate CG and and led led to so much bad CG that audiences recoil? at the mention of VFX in a movie and that all the marketing now has to say that VFX, we barely used green screen. We, we, you know, <laughs> like they're almost like pushing the VFX artists out of the line, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's flashier and it's more marketable to say Tom Cruise jumped this bridge. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's also off. like magic. You want to believe it's real, you know? Yes. You don't actually yes. want to know the tricks behind it. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like with, with, with Marvel movies and I, and I, I, I bang on Marvel movies all the time. Um, <laughs> but like, I just know it's fake. I would rather right. watch a dude. Spider-Verse was the best, mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Because that was cool. I, it, it wasn't about whether it's real or not. It was just about the story. It was just focused on the story mm-hmm. and the yeah. design and the style was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt fresh and the story was solid. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see an actor's head with CG around them. It's like, <laughs> just make a Pixar movie, you know? Yeah, that's I true. love those. I, I agree. Go full anim. Yeah, the- okay, got it, got it. So Spider-Verse, like, you know, they, went full, yeah. they went full animation, full CG, and that works. Or I, go full me, practical. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a zero or a hundred black and white kind of guy. Um, this yeah. is just me. The general audience, they don't care about VFX. I think. I think they're just like, that was a fun movie. I that's what I wanted, you know, in right. that movie. Right. Right. Um, but the 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 people like me who are like super critical of it and trying to do it myself and like trying mm. to base my career kind of on on filmmaking and it's just i guess it's just not the way i would want to do it um Mm -hmm. i'd rather just do it for real and capture that moment in camera and have it be a magical moment you know um Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it comes down to feeling it's like if the audience feels like they're watching an animated thing but where i'm trying to mask it as real but it's like really it's not then i think i lost yeah um yeah and if it's not focused on the story 
and yeah it comes down to the story at the end of the day it's all about the story who cares yes. whether the three facts are real or whatever if the story is good or bad like that's kind of what it comes down to and like i don't know i i think the a lot of movies nowadays are just like so just fine they're just okay <laughs> i agree yeah. that's a good description movies today are just fine yeah that's anthony birch dude anthony birch when i was working at rocket jump he was like Mo- all movies are just fine like <laughs> it's just fine most movies are fine like they're not bad they're just fine you know yeah yeah i agree hey do you want to see something cool i'm talking to you just the listener We're going to get right back to that podcast in a second, but if you turn on your video now, then you can see some of the new assets at Polygon. I promise you they look cool, so you'll want to see it. Our mission is to help you create photorealistic renders faster, which we do by giving you models, textures, and HDRs that are production ready, so they don't need any changes when you add them to your scene. We recently came out with a brand new collection of photo scan decorations. They're available in like ceramic, concrete, and clay options. And we also just released Wicker, available as assembled game-ready textures and also standalone textures that can be mapped to real geometry, which is a problem you will have encountered if you've ever tried to make Wicker furniture. Not to mention that we've got loads of terracotta tiles, food, stone veneer, and that's just in the last two months. So if you're serious about 3D, you need better assets. So sign up at polygon.com. That's polygon, P-O-L-I-I-G-O-N.com or click the link in the description. And that's it. Now back to the podcast. I I know it's actually like an ongoing like uh, debate my wife and I have whenever we want to sit down to watch a movie because she's in the category of free guy. Just wants a... You know, Chill. something lighthearted, something yeah. silly. Doesn't want to get too into it, you know. Whereas yeah. I, I want a movie that you love it or hate it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I want, like, uh, that movie Mother. Did you watch Mother? Uh, the Korean one or the um, original? Oh, that's right. I've seen both, actually. But the uh, the most recent one. The, the Western one, one. right? Western one. I've seen yeah. the Korean one. Mother with a with an exclamation point. With Jennifer point? Lawrence. And um <laughs> Who's the director? It's like a famous director. But it's the guy who did um it's the guy who did uh Noah. <laughs> Noah. Wait, isn't it the guy it's the guy who did uh gotta look this up now. Pie or something or um Black Swan. Is it the same guy? Mother with an exclamation mark came out in 2017. Darren Aronofsky, that guy. Yeah. Yes, there we go. That okay, with, so with Javier seen... Bardem. That's a. That's oh, a. Yeah, that you've seen that good. one, surely. No, I have seen the oh, Korean on. one. Bong Hoon was. I don't remember Bong Joon Ho. The one about I, the um, the kid. Yeah, the, the mom. That's right, and the mom, and there's a murder, <laughs> and did his son do it? Yes. That's that's also okay. So that's two movie recommendations for our audience. <laughs> Watch both movies called Mother, completely different, <laughs> completely different countries, not about the same thing, but they're both actually fantastic movies for their own reasons. Wait, so <laughs> there's another movie called Mother with the exclamation point? Yeah, isn't it's not a remake? It's not a remake. It's not a remake at all. It's by Darren Aronofsky, Jennifer sure. Lawrence, 
Javier Bardem. That's a great movie. That's a movie that will challenge you. And if you look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's like 66% or something like that. Because okay. it pulls audiences. Like, it, it's really... Uh, I'm down it's not for what you movies. can say for it, but it's it's weird, and it gets really uh, uh, confronting. <laughs> I love, I love, that. I love it. Yeah, so check that out. Um, but that that's the kind of movie okay. I like. Like my wife walked out of that crying and said, "Why did you recommend that?" Wow. And I walked out of that going, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> yeah, you want to get like you want to get blasted, you know? Like, yeah, I want I want to come away feeling a little different. Like, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe better maybe worse but that's all right you want to <laughs> you remember know? it it's memorable exactly it's a memorable movie mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is that to describe movies today not many of them are memorable <laughs> not many of them i think um recently uh for me spider-verse was memorable um it's true uh, that was innovative um yeah that hybrid 2D, 3D. I mean, that was just a masterful of like the technical as well, you know. Agreed. So many just like technical wizards making sure it all works yep. in all of its ranging styles. I mean, that could have been a not, like a horrible movie, right? Like let's mix yeah, it, all the styles together. Anime it was directed this so well. Yeah, it was they really well done. just knew where to put it all and how to yeah. shape it and how to make it feel like, yeah, that was a memorable movie. That's yeah. good. I like that. Is it memorable or no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, anyways, we, we've got way off topic. It was originally, how did you get picked up at Corridor? And how, yeah. long, were you, how long were you at Corridor? Because you quit recently, three right? Years. Yeah. Three, three years. years. Three. Just mm-hmm. three. Feels like way mm-hmm. longer. Whoa. I mean, I've been in their videos for a long time. Uh, so right. for a lot of people, it's like, haven't you always been there? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. For 10 years, you know, since I've been back out here, it's like I've been in all of Freddy's videos, a lot of Sam and Nico's videos. Mm. So it just feels like I've been there always. <laughs> you Got know? it. And, and you even after. away recently to basically achieve your dreams of more storytelling, a yeah. feature, that kind of thing. Longer, longer form. Yeah. Um, kind of stuff. And also to just build my own, you know, build my own thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to have something that I can, I mean, you know, you've yeah. done it. Yeah. Like I, I want to, I want to have something that can be mine when I'm 80 or 90. Right. You know, right. Whether yeah, it's, yeah. whether I'm still like judging, you know, art videos, every single, do a community yeah. Video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know, um, I don't think that'll be the case, but um, I'll probably be doing some crazy 80 year old stuff like <laughs> Like Bonsai Garden Channel. I don't know. Who knows, dude? Right. Yeah. But you want something. Yeah. 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 Got it. Got it. Something something that's your own. That's cool. Got it. And and tell us about this uh these challenges that you've been running. Oh man. That yeah, that absolutely. seems to be something that has really taken off, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um let's see. I think the first one I did was parallel dimensions. Mm. And it was just a character walking away from camera with the camera following them. Yeah. And, you know, I guess let me let me take a step back. So I started I hadn't posted on my channel in six years. Um, mm. And then I I was like, you know what? 
I used to make like 300 bucks a month with, I was signed with machinima and I was like, you know, I should get the 300 bucks a month back. Cause like the, the, the account got like, uh, D what was it? Not demonetized. The account got like, um, just disconnected from, from AdSense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? People are still watching cardboard warfare and stuff. Like I should at least be making like the past, the sleepy money. Let's uh-huh. try. Let's try and like relink it. You know, I want to like just relink it. Maybe I'll make an extra hundred bucks a month or something. So that was like my first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I, I wanted to make good videos. I'm not just gonna make some side videos just so I can make money. I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing live streams. You know, I started doing just like on Saturdays. I was still at Corridor at the time. I was just doing live streams. Like, you know, this is just my process for 3D. I'm just gonna hop in and create something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not too much pressure, you know, um, cause that was a big challenge for me. It was like every video I made had to be better than the last one. And I got to the point where I just couldn't make anything like mm. it just got, that's a terrible trap to out. fall in. Yeah. Yeah. I it, it, I, like this is impossible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yeah. this is more reasonable. Um, yeah. so yeah, I started doing the streams and um, popped off like the Discord server and we started doing weekly challenges um, where it's just like Inktober, you know, hit you with a prompt, do a render. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then I was like, you know, I want to do something bigger. I want to do I want to do a thing that all of us can do, something that's bigger than just me. So um, did the community challenges and... Like it, it caught on. It straight up caught on. I wasn't expecting mm. it to ca- to catch on, but it makes sense, you know. A lot of lot of talent in one place. Mm. Um, so I yeah. thought that was super cool. And since then, you know, the Discord server has popped off. I've ha- I have mo- moderators um, on the Discord server who are helping me um, first moderate the server, just make sure that you know people aren't posting stuff they shouldn't be posting. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's like, hey guys, you know, you guys are moderators on the server. Let's figure out what this new community challenge could be. So we'll bounce ideas back and forth and try and figure out what's the best way to challenge the audience. But also, this is what we learned on the last one. I want to figure out a way to challenge um, challenge the artists, right? Mm-hmm. But also have the final result be uh, accessible to everyone who watches it in the end. Not just, I don't, I don't want it to just be an artist thing where just the artists can appreciate it. I want it to be a thing where someone's someone's grandpa can watch it and be like oh that's cool yeah you know yeah 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 which i Um, I feel like that that you you, your first ones did that for sure well most of them do that right yeah i think so i think so yeah yeah um some more than others um the walking the sideways walking one definitely that's really the best that was great yeah love that and like we thought about it we're like well why did why didn't the sideways or why didn't the ball one the one where the ball's just going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't why didn't that do as good as the walking one? I was thinking about uh-huh. it. Like, well, man, it, it comes down to thumbnail and the idea. And like, if your thumbnail, first off, if your thumbnail doesn't like clearly communicate what the idea is and get the audience, yeah. the general audience, excited about what they're about to click on, they're not yes. gonna click on it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, also you know it that. was a human element versus a ball. A ball. I think it's much <laughs> yeah. more. Relatable. relatable yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's what that's that's the second one but yeah, also i think it it allows for more uh like creativity because you get a lot a lot of artists because i i ran a few 
competitions on Blindy Guru over the year. I mean, I haven't done one in a long time, but um, I know that there were like certain themes that you picked that that made more people want to participate just in the concept or like, you know, it's this word or this thing. Um, so getting as many people on board as well, I think is, uh, is, is a hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you want all the artists to like, feel like it's not too much of a challenge to where they like, ah, oh. cause this one we did, we had 5,400 people click the checkbox to say, I read the rules and I'm, I'm downloading the files now, but only about half, um, came through and, and submitted. And out of all the other challenges in the past, that's the biggest gap between people who said yes to like, let's do this and people who actually submitted. Mm. Um, yeah. And we're thinking like, huh, what was it? Why? And I think it's because the character, the mandatory character was as close as they ever were so far in these challenges. And a lot of people are not good at characters. Um, oh, and, interesting. And animation and animation because there was no mocap data provided this time there is no unifying oh, character interesting it's a window and motion of the vehicle they're on in the background that's the unifying element and oh so they to had put... to animate their own character i didn't know that yeah they can do it however they wanted to but yeah yeah that's so i think that was <laughs> yeah 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 well that's still uh i mean what you said 5400 say I'll download it, but then only Before, half uh, yeah. submitted. Just about, just about, yeah. That's still a crazy good success rate, I would have thought. Half. I think so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, that's good. that's crazy. I mean, most, <laughs> I think even people who purchase books, you, you wouldn't get 50% who actually read it. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, considering that's the funny. time commitment. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love it, man. It's It's the most interesting content in the 3d space, I think when that, that, yeah. that montage video goes up and you've just got the hundred, you know, best. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, it's incredible. It's, it's so much fun to edit. It's so much fun to like, get them to like, see, Oh, we got it. We got some new submissions today. To yeah. Like, nice. Ooh, this one, this one looks well lit and well rendered from this tiny preview. I can't wait to, you know, see it in its yeah, full glory. Yeah. Uh, put it, it must together. be a lot of work. Is it getting Dude. it all together? It's a ton of work. It's like a four month thing from like Whoa, huh, dude. To, oh yeah. Is it really? Four months. Yeah. Holy cow. What takes the longest? Um coming up, I think the very beginning is coming up with the best idea for the challenge, building the rules, building uh making the announcement video, like all the pre-work leading up to the announcement. Mm -hmm. um, we have to like type out all the FAQs, um, type out all the rules, make sure mm -hmm. they're clear, specific, um, not too overbearing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, lock the, you have to lock all of the sponsors and get all the prizes set up. Mm -hmm. so that that takes time too so it's like a month and a half of like pre-prep basically to get it going once it's going you have a month for the artists to do the work and that's when i'm like streaming every week mm -hmm. just to like you know do my submission to help mm -hmm. artists along 
But also in, in between all that, I'm like trying to lock a musician to do custom music. I'm trying to lock judges who can like live judge with me. Um, I'm like, what else? Uh, That's crazy. Build a submission link, you know, for artists to like post their submission links links to and like have all their files automatically be renamed to a certain naming convention so that I don't have to type all the credit credits out manually. Oh, yeah. I can just run a script and have it and a sipo yeah. on my server that guy's amazing he just builds that out so it's oh, like that's great. I, I have help yeah it's nice yeah but it's a Dude, lot of that's insane sure. that's crazy yeah yeah it's a uh, <laughs> community challenges and like involving the community is fun but man it's uh especially when you get it wrong like you you, you ask people to do things and then you forget to do something that just multiplies the amount of work you know um, yeah I, I i had this idea last year of uh, a community donut NFT. Oh, yeah. And so I, I I said to my community, everyone's got, you all watched the donut tutorial. You made the donut. It's sitting on your hard drive. Send it to me. I'll put it in a giant collage and then we'll render it out and all the money raised will go to Blender, basically. That's the idea. That's great. Still hasn't come out yet, by the way. It's been a year. Um, so Are you working on it? clock is ticking. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, sweet. So I'm making it... Uh, Basically, I've realized I got to make a video talking about NFTs in general to explain all of the many reasons people hate them and reasons people love them. Um, because if I don't, mm. I think I I'm just gonna get just crapped on forever. You yeah. know, Cause, like yeah. I can't do any promotion because it would just get downvoted to oblivion. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so what, making... what 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 are your what can you say now? Can you say like what those um what those things are? Why you think those things? Oh uh yeah we could talk about that nfts the uh how much the time do we have be- how much do you, how, how, what, do you want, what do you want to limit it to 10 minutes because we can nft for till the end of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking of making nfts i've made two i have a third oh, one you have. On that's yeah yeah um incredible okay how did they go the, the first two are freaking great yeah they knocked it out yeah that's amazing. awesome um, could, could i ask how much did they sell for the first one sold for twenty ETH, and the second one twenty ETH. <laughs> twenty ETH. Yeah. What is that in uh, U.S. dollars? Dude, it was like at the time it was something, but now it's like more than that. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know what's it at right now. A hundred grand or something? Know. Did you you really sell your first NFT for a hundred grand? It wasn't a hundred grand at the time. I think it was like twenty five k at the time. Well, that's that's insane. Yeah, okay, I I gotta look that up. Was it your uh, Was it your Walking Man, the one from the alternate reality? Was it that one? It was the one from Parallel Dimensions, walking straight ahead in the swamp. Ah, got it. Volcano. Got it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Twenty five grand. Well, congrats, man. That's insane. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, and then. But, oh yeah, go on. Oh, there's a second one. I think that one sold for like six. Nice. ETH. That's incredible. And then I have I've, a third one that's still for sale. Like I don't. <laughs> oh really? Like no been, way. It's been on sale for like for like half a year, and oh, I think wow. I just I butchered the um the marketing on it pretty hard. Uh. So I rushed it. I was like in the middle of a Alaska trip, and I was like oh, uploading, uploading. Okay, finally it's uploaded. Let's go on this trip. Oh my god! You know, so like I didn't oh, like. Oh, interesting. You didn't do a lot of marketing. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. 
Hmm. How are you? Where Where are you at right now? Yeah. So so NFTs have been, um, uh, you know, like a lot of artists, it was this, it was this giant gold rush, right? And 100%. there was a lot of headlines of just artists getting super rich. Mm-hmm. And then there was, you know, overnight, a, a lot of artists that were scamming people or mm-hmm. NFTs were bad for the environment. Um, and they've mm-hmm. basically now most, like if you sort of asked the average person, what do you think of NFTs? They'd go, oh, it's a scam, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's people have decided that that fact um and the truth is we don't get to decide what is valuable and for, for anything you know whether it's a pair of sneakers that are valued at you know thousands of dollars or it's a baseball card the market decides and so it's yeah. this it's this weird thing of like it's true there is no tangible value here right it is a token that is associated with an artwork. It's not even mm-hmm. the artwork. The artwork's hosted somewhere else. It's just the token, the token that is related to that. It's the artist's promise that that is the one token that relates to that. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it, it's like, yeah, that sounds pretty stupid. And yet if society believes it, it's true. You know, it's like if aliens landed on earth tomorrow and we handed them a big fat stack of US dollars, they might just use it to start a bonfire, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, there's no reason money has value. Same with gold, diamonds. It's the stories that we we believe um, that, that give it that value. So really, if enough people believe that NFTs have value, then they have value. <clears throat> um, that does put it in an odd place, though, because then you've got something where you have an in, it, it incentivizes the people who have NFTs to evangelize it to others right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in much the Mm -hmm. same way that a lot of uh multi-level marketing schemes do right yeah you know evangelize get more people on board but a lot of products start out that way as well you know like the telephone that was evangelized you don't have anyone to call unless you tell your friends to also get a telephone so it added a productive value to society and that that's what made that a success so i think nft's will be around that's basically Agreed. the I short so. answer um because so. they add productive value to certain buyers not all buyers there's basically i, I explained it in the video but there's basically there's three types of buyers you got the investor making smart calculated buyers on you know certain artists blue chip artists whatever they're just trying to diversify their portfolio and then you got gamblers which is mm-hmm. the, probably the biggest most vocal section they're on multiple discords. They're on Twitter using acronyms and emojis. And, you know, they're just, mm-hmm. they're playing a casino under a different name. But the third type of buyer, that's the one, the reason I think NFTs will be around forever is the diehard fans, right? It's the people that are buying signed football jerseys for thousands of dollars or limited edition vinyls or sneakers. They don't have any value other than the, the story that it gives that person, the belief that they are the part of this audience. community. Yeah, exactly. Right. So being able to purchase a rare thing for this artist that you love, like if you're the 1% fan of that, that yeah. most people do have something that they love so much 
that if there was ever a chance that they could own something as pointless and stupid as it would, you would still go like, yes, I, I'd, I'd probably want to own that. You know? What's your thing? Who, who <laughs> I don't want to say because everyone hates him. Uh, Kanye West. I'm a huge, oh, okay. I'm a huge, I'm a huge West fan. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. As narcissistic you. and, and, you know, egocentric as he is, he's, I, I think he's a, he's a genius. Um, I, I got have some friends who are like, same as you, hundred percent. Oh, really? Like anything he does, he's the he's the one. He's the king. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so like yeah. on that front, like if he was to release a, I don't know, like one of his songs, you know, you could own one of his songs, or the you know a token of the song out of a hundred or you know whatever. I'd probably buy it, you know, just to say like I was the super fan, right? If you got to, and that's the other thing, like the social networks and all the other platforms we use. They haven't caught up yet to this thing, but I think once it does, then being able to signal your fandom of a certain thing will be really important. Um, but yeah, being able to show like, you know, I got that song or I was there on that day and I got that sale or this little thing that everyone else finds stupid and pointless. I own that, that little thing, not for resale value, not for investment. It, it has that you know, which is a nice, a, a plus, but it's not the reason that you would purchase it. Yeah. So I think that's where NFTs will, will grow into. And we already know that they're going to be around because all these other industries already exist. Cameo, right? It just lets yeah. artists connect with uh, their fans or, or celebrities connect with their fans. Uh, you know, you got eBay with all of its uh, memorabilia sales every year. Facebook, social networks are basically a way to signal what you love, the new car that you yeah. purchased, this. It's all shallow stuff, but it's it means something to us, to society. So I think it that's, does. that's why NFTs are going to be here forever. Yeah, people like collectibles and people like showing off what they own. I think, um, you know, it's the same reason that we have bookshelves or like DVD racks or Blu-ray racks in our house. It's like uh -huh. you don't have those up like, do you have those up for you or do you have those up for the people who come in and you want them to see what you're reading? Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Or, or what games you have stacked on your shelf, you know? Uh -huh. um, so I, I definitely get that. I just love collectibles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Probably not as much as, as you know, a diehard fan who's collecting those little bobble, not bobbleheads, but the, like, little vinyl toys. Yeah, I forget what yeah, they're yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not like I, I'm actually like the less things I have, the better. But um, so which is yeah, digital, digital is cool. I'm yeah. down. I also think um, the reason people buy it too is because you have a lot of people who made a ton of money investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Mm -hmm. uh, they had nothing yes. to spend it on, and I think the art yeah. was the first real cool thing that they could spend it on. And that they were like for sure, proud definitely to spend yeah. it on. Yeah, it was it was a lot more human than than numbers and much more approachable. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but there is definitely, I mean, that, you know, a lot of the criticisms about it, like, yeah, oh, it's just, it's to bring people into using crypto and it's like, for sure. I'm sure a lot of NFT promoters are really just people that care about crypto and they just want that to go up. Hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's wherever there is opportunity, wherever there is, uh, a, a place to, Basically, an unregulated space. There's going to be bad actors, and I think NFTs have definitely got a lot of that. It's like the yeah. wild west of the early internet. You know, yeah. there's scams, there's viruses, 
there's theft. Um, yeah. And all of that is happening in the NFT space. And I guess we just have to remember that like, it's it's the early days. It's the early days of the internet all over again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It has a lot of like, a lot of down, not, not downsides. Um, it has a lot of um, irresponsible people doing irresponsible yeah. things with it. Yeah. And I think it needs like, it needs more wins. It needs more big wins. Yes. I think. Yeah. And I think the charity route is a good, good move yeah. as well. Like what you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Solid. Give it, give it to Blender. Yeah. 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 I well, think I that... was thinking, I mean, I, I was going to be like a, a, a donor for Blender anyway, become like a gold patron or something. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Let's see if this NFT thing can work. Maybe it's a, win-win you know make I think some it would. cool art and donate to blender could be could be fun yeah I, th- I think it i think it certainly could yeah well that's awesome heck yeah yeah but the other thing for like nfts i explained in the video but basically like it, it, it's the first time artists have been able to actually sell their art digital art yeah you know because you know it, it, it's basically since things have gone digital we've had to rely on all this extra stuff that just takes time away from the art monetization merchandise managing discords business business yeah. you know basically we've had to become small business owners people spend most of their days live streaming and mailing things just so that mm-hmm. they can pay the bills and the time that they're actually spending on the art is at best one percent of their time which is like mm-hmm. the opposite of what it should be and it's because basically there's no there's no original you can't sell a file that can be duplicated any number of times until yeah. now. So it's the first time that you can do that and it could be huge. And it's already yeah. benefiting artists, not just the rich artists, by the way. That's the other thing. People go, oh, it's only for successful artists. It's like, you don't hear about it, but loads of small creators are selling, you know, probably not even for like, they're not selling them for crazy amounts, you know, 200 bucks, no. 500 bucks. It's not even probably minimum wage for the time that they put into it, but it's like a thousand times more than they're getting from Instagram, not, yeah, <laughs> which is nothing, <laughs> you know, exactly. for like uploading their stuff. So it's, it's really cool for art. Um, and it, it should, that's the other thing, like NFT, like in the last year, I think I've seen more originality in the CG space than like the last 10 combined, you know, because you can sell for that niche audience. You don't need to go for this majority. Like we're talking about with movies, go for Mm. that largest pie and hope that enough people kind of like it, that they'll look at it. But like with NFTs, you can go for that, that just that tiny sliver because that audience will love it so much that they'll pay for the whole cost of it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see, I, I, I see that. I also do see like a bunch of copycats too with like the, the, uh, what is it? The, um, like the PFP, the, the profile, the profile picture. Oh, yeah. Um, that's getting generative ridiculous. stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like, have you seen OpenSea hmm. recently? You just go there any random day and just click on uh-huh. you. It's yeah. just, I, I, if I had to get, it's probably 99% either stolen artworks or derivatives or copycats there's basically no originality left i mean it's the opposite of what it should be it's terrible it's a i think that is like a fad yes it is a a trend yeah that like did really well with like i think was it the crypto punks and then 
the yeah. board apes and yeah. then like board apes went crazy that's probably one of the most successful versions and then you had like the mecha the mechaverse ones mm-hmm. that were like look suit that was like the first that was the one that i was like i'm gonna try and get this because the art looked sick yeah it um, did actually look good yeah yeah and yeah. and then it that turned out to bust as well so it's did like, it really that was the yeah. the mechs yeah, the Mechaverse or the Mech- yeah, um, I, I think I know the one, one you're talking about. Like the little robots look kind of like Lego kind of thing. Yeah, they're all like soft lit with colorful, b- blank blue, right. yellow, red backgrounds. Are they not and worth like, anything um, now? Uh, they spiked at like eight ETH, and then I uh, think now they're down to like point something. Really? I don't what know. happened? Um. So this is another thing. This is another thing. Where um, I think there's a term for it, but basically the rug is pulled out yeah. from the audience. Where it's yeah. like we we promise, um, like all this stuff. We promise. Oh, it's not just the profile picture. You're gonna get the print. You're gonna get um, the video game. You're gonna get level ups. We're gonna get like you're gonna get oh, all these like different a crazy things. roadmap that'll never be fulfilled. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's the crazy roadmap that's not fulfilled. And like, of course, there are some that are fulfilled, but like there, I don't think anyone has completed a roadmap yet because they're, <laughs> they're doing like these like five year roadmaps. It's like, it hasn't even been a thing for five years. So yeah, exactly. I agree. It's a lot of them are just tanking and yeah. it's like, okay, you're not like, you know, it's just like you, you, you bought your favorite video game and it's a main feature is an online world right and, then you and then it's in. never online <laughs> no it's not even online yeah so yeah, it's like i agree okay well um so there's a lot of that too right i i um, and that's illegal i mean two guys got arrested by the fbi the other day really what yeah happened? frosties frosties nft they did a rug pull basically it was a big thing they made 1.1 million dollars or something and then just immediately huh. just bounced Oh, <laughs> like what, they weren't even subtle about it. And I think yeah. they obviously they made their names public. I think they were doing <laughs> videos or something. So they, they oh. people knew who they were. And then the FBI is like, you can't do that. <laughs> that's that's fraud, basically. I, I don't oh, know the specifics yeah. of it, but it, it made the news. Yeah. Yo, get them. That's what's up. I'm down. Da- I'm, I'm down for that. It's like, yeah, yeah don't don't do that. <laughs> um, that's yeah. great. Uh, so I'm just down. I'm down for the art. I'm I'm down to just keep uploading my art. Like I'll yeah. upload my one-off pieces of art. I'll do. Um, I was thinking about different ideas. Like two nights ago, yesterday, mm. I was thinking mm. about ideas. Yeah. You know. So, like, I'm still in it. Um, I don't really blast out. You know, I'm doing this. Um, because yeah, it's super negative feedback. But as long as it's like chill you get with a me, lot of negative feedback, don't you? Yeah. Um, me personally, no, no. Um, but like in general, NFTs in mm. general absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely um, it's, it's a real shame it, i don't know how it happened but artists have been told by journalists that somehow artists are the victim right like i don't even does that make any sense oh, it's the opposite but like artists feel as though they're being conned by being promoted nfts when okay they're not going to buy it but like if i'm an artist and i'm telling you no guys you should care about nfts you should sell nfts yeah that i'm conning you somehow um, yeah and it yeah i mean because 
it, it does make sense in the sense of like, if it, if it was like, if there was no value to anyone and it was literally like, if we just all pretend enough, then it'll have value, then I would agree with that. But it does serve value to certain buyers. So it's not, it's going to be here forever. Yeah. So Beeple, <laughs> right. Mm. Um, he, he took an hour with me and he explained it and he was like, this is how it works. And this is how you do it. And this is where you need to go. And like, this is, this is it. And I'm like, dude, thank you. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Nice. And yeah, he gave me the knowledge and like the way I see it, it's like, you can either like, yes, it's confusing. And the majority of people are not going to do the work to, um, to, towards like the investment. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, what does it take to buy and sell houses on, on the, the housing market? That's a lot of like, I don't know anything about that, but some people are like, see potential in it. And they're like, I'm going to go figure out that thing over there. And yeah. then they, they do well. Um, so I think for a lot of people, it's a scary question mark that yeah. it's yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, and you're telling me that it's bad for the environment. And there's a bunch of like, evil yeah. people doing it yeah that's dumb i don't understand it and it's yeah evil. well that's that as well it's it's like the art community has never been into investing <laughs> or you know you know what i mean like it's the old trope it's it's you like, mean like the individual artist like the yeah the, like the guys like the learning people that blender. Are like you know never sell out you know it's all capitalism greed all that kind of thing mm -hmm. they see any yeah. sort of success or money as selling out like an understanding of, you know, the economy and the subjective value of assets is not something that we've ever really been thinking about until NFTs. And so understandably, it's got a lot of people asking some questions, which, you know, they're, they're good questions, but they're, they're easily yeah. found. Um, and they, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not a sign that it's a, it's a cult or it's anything else. I mean, look, this is, this is, you know, two people agreeing with each other on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. listening that are like, yeah, you <laughs> should get somebody who can actually debate with. Um, and I agree. Well, watch my full video. It's coming out this week and you can all, uh, you can all rage oh, on me week, there in huh? the comments. Yep. Been, uh, been working on it forever. So is the edit done? <laughs> how, how soon Basically. do you finish your videos before you, before you? Oh, dude, them? this was the worst. I, I mean, I started writing it at Christmas and then yeah. I wrote it, I rewrote it, and I wrote it again. And then I'm like, all right, I think it's f finally ready for people to see it. And I sent it to people at my company, Polygon. I'm like, guys, tell me what you think. And people who didn't like NFTs, they were like, like, I'll give you my honest feedback. You didn't convince me. And I'm like, huh, okay. So I like wrote it again, wrote it again. I'm like trying to get, and I'm like, ah, I scrapped the whole thing. Started again from a different angle, a different approach. And I feel this one... This one should, this should work. The title cool. is aggressive. It's called You're Wrong About NFTs. <laughs> oh, no, but that's great. You got to get, you got to, you got to come in with the swing, you know? Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, oh, so this is a big moment for you then. This is like, you're, you're, you're like stepping up on this then. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down. Putting, I'm, uh -huh. it's my hill to die on basically <laughs> it's like i can't plead ignorance anymore after this because i've investigated everything and it's like if i'm wrong i'm wrong but uh for sure for know. sure for sure um well dude i look forward to watching it yeah 
And I wish you the best. Finishing it. (laughs) 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 But yeah, the edit's basically done. I think we're doing final final cuts now, so it should be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was a that was a long ranging discussion, Um, and yeah, it, it was it was great to chat. So, so what are you working on right now? You're working on a feature, and you're are you uploading? Yeah, what are you uploading to your main channel so people can check it out? Yeah, so I'm up, I'm uploading twice a month. Um, that's my chill schedule. So okay. I'm like, uh, one live stream a month and one pre-edited video a month. The live nice. streams are, you know, art creation. This Saturday is going to be, um, April second is going to be me interviewing all five of the top five winners from this challenge and getting their breakdowns for their scenes. Um, so that's the live stream, and then. The pre-edited video is going to be um, a personal breakdown on my piece that I created and what I learned. And it's mostly like, uh, don't bite off more than I can chew. And why am I wasting time on details that aren't going to be seen? So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of a lot of like personal little growth uh, learning moments. So I'll do a breakdown on that. And of course, like, you know, texturing and modeling and all that. Um, and then, yeah, writing the feature on the side. Um God, that's going to be a minute. <laughs> Hopefully I can film next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, now I just took two I took two weeks. I went to my bachelor party last week in Yosemite. That was sick. And then we had parents and in-laws in town um, uh, this, this last week. And I'm kind of at a point where it's like I finished all the stuff and I'm ready to, like, start doing new stuff. So I'm excited to, like, bust out some new art, um, just some, like, one-off scenes that just look beautiful. Uh, awesome. nature you know i play an elden ring that game's so good God damn. oh nice that's awesome <sighs> yeah so that's really yeah, cool, good man. stuff coming yeah thanks that's for having great. me on man i really appreciate you no worries well that's uh that's clinton jones you know where to find him i'll put the links in the description so you guys can check it out and thanks so much clint that was great absolutely andrew yeah see you soon brother mm-hmm.